with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, yeah, wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, got to check out Denver Distillery. They've only been around for a couple of years, but they already have award-winning spirits. Talking about sweet potato vodka, I've had that so good. I like to sip it instead of mixing it. I'm really a, a vodka tonic guy, but this sweet potato vodka, I just like to sip, not drink, sip. Colorado Gin, excellent, straight, four-grain bourbons, really good, apple pie, moonshine, and I really like their bourbon barrel aged spice rum. So good with a Coke or a Diet Coke or a Pepsi or a Diet Pepsi, whatever you want to drink. With that, go downtown on Broadway. You can find Denver Distillery. You can see how they make all of these great spirits or go to your local liquor store, and if they don't have it, demand it. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Before we bring in Jason Hirsch, would you like a quick recap of the uh, Rocky series in San Diego? Quick, I imagine it'd be very quick because the results were very monotonous. Uh, they, they they, They didn't play very well. Uh, to, to put it in perspective, and I'll just give you some stats that sum it up. They didn't win a game. They scored a single run and struck out 44 times. And now we've done our Rockies talk for the day. And say that again. 44 times. 44 they struck out times. over the weekend. Right. And by the way, the it's series, not just the Rockies who are striking out and not hitting. This has become a trend around Major League Baseball. With that, I want to bring in former Rockies pitcher Jason Hirsch. Jason, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Uh, you and I had a conversation today, and I brought up a stat to you because to me it was nothing short of stunning. Uh, back in 1968, after that season, after a remarkable season by Bob Gibson, who won the Cy Young Award that year, Major League Baseball decided to lower the mound by five inches, from 15 inches to 10 inches, something like that. Does that, does that sound about right? Yep. Okay. That's about right. With that. Uh, the batting average in baseball that season, a composite of all the teams, was 237. So they decided to lower the mound. Correct. This year, the overall batting average of all the teams is 236. If you remember that great ad campaign, I believe it was with Maddox and Glavin, chicks dig the long ball. Not a lot of long balls. Not a lot of hitting. Lots of strikeouts. Does baseball, should baseball consider doing something about this, or would this be a panic move? I think it's a complicated issue, right? Because you, you've got you know more hitters that are going for power. You've got more pitchers that are uh, throwing harder than they ever have with more movement than they've ever had. That being said, pitchers are throwing fifty per, you know under 50% fastballs, um, which, which tells you, obviously, that hitters are, are certainly keying on that and they haven't quite figured out the off-speed stuff yet. Um, I, I, 
if there is a change, I'm not really sure what you're going to be able to do to a pitching staff in this day and age that would dramatically change or alter the course that hitters are, are somehow going to start hitting a ball more outside of making the pitcher throw from second base. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting concept that they're trying out. In the independent league, they're trying to move the, the mound back a foot um, to see if that gives hitters uh, an advantage. But honestly, I don't. You're talking about fractions of a second of reaction time, and the ball's still going to be coming in 93 to you know 99, 103, like like Araldis did last night. But um, I, I just I don't know right now because it's so, such a nuanced conversation that pitching is really what's at, at fault here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because kind of distilling some of the other trends down, of course, batting average, like we mentioned, is at a, ver- at a, at a low point. But home runs, 1.14 home runs per game, which is not the, hot, not, not the highest rate we've seen, but is the home run rate per game has been 1.1 or higher for the last six years, which is certainly more than it has been historically. And where we're seeing kind of the historic decline, especially the last couple of years, is in just hits that are singles every game. We're down to five, just over five singles a game. And just a decade ago, we were at six singles a game. So how much of this do you think is just on the on metrics telling everybody swing for the fences rather than swing to get on base? I think it's part of both of those things, right? The, the conversation over, you know, we need more contact hitters is great, but the monetary reward system in Major League Baseball is not rewarding it as such. You know, gone are the days of the 300 hitter and long live the home run kings. So, you know, you, you've got a decline since, and I'm looking at, at some metrics that I pulled uh, before Eric actually called me to have this discussion. You know, on the decline since 2000, you know, you're, you're anywhere between 1% and 3% uh, decline uh, every year on hits. But the home run rates are going up. The double rates um, are actually on the decline up until the last five or six years. So, you know, I, I think the hitters are needing to, uh, I guess, catch up to pitching, so to speak. And, in, in, you know, in, in whether that's a reward system for Major League Baseball saying we want more guys on base, we want more action versus, you know, we want more long balls, we want more power. You know, I think the monetary reward system is going to have to alter and hitters are going to have to change their mentality if that's the direction that everybody wants to go. We're talking with Jason Hirsch, former Rockies pitcher. We're just talking the uh, you know the ins and outs of baseball. We're kind of drilling deep on this, and, and I was very much uh, looking forward to this conversation today, also because we don't have to talk about the Rockies. But I do want to talk some baseball. Uh, you wanted to you you brought up a stat to me that was absolutely stunning, and I told Andrew this in a break for the first time. In Major League Baseball history, and baseball's been around for well over 100 years, and it happened in 2019, you said you didn't count 2020 as part of your metrics because it wasn't a full season, just like you don't count count stats for strike-shortened seasons. But for the first time in Major League Baseball history in 2019, there were more strikeouts than there were hits. But that's not an outlier because, as you told me, through the chart that you have. And when you told me you had this chart, it kind of reminded me of what the FBI does with a mafia family, you know, pictures on the wall and arrows going everywhere. Is that what that thing looks like? 
Yeah, it's wall. just a, well, so I'm, I'm extremely uh, green when it comes to, you know, combing through data. And I actually had a discussion earlier today with a, uh, a sabermetrician uh, from Xavier University about how to look at these stats and interpret them and trying to understand what is going on. But yeah, my, my chart is just an Excel spreadsheet and a, uh, and a bunch of line graphs right now. But they definitely tell uh, a picture, especially when you look at strikeout rates, you know, post-steroid era, you know, everything spiked in the steroid era, which, which you can loosely define as, as 96 to 04. You know, all the numbers spiked, even strikeouts spiked in that area. But after the steroid era, all the hitting metrics essentially flatlined or, or started a decline. And, and they're kind of gently working their way back up. But uh, strikeout rates continue to skyrocket at rates that we haven't seen, you know, ever in the, in the history of the game. You know, even going back to, you know, uh, shortly after, um, you know, they lowered the mound and, and strikeout rates started to increase um, every year as pitchers became more adjusted to it. So, what have you seen any early returns? You mentioned the stuff going on in the independent leagues uh, with with moving the mound back. Are there any early returns that we've got on this so far? Not yet, and I don't think you're going to really know for sure. They experimented a little bit last year, um, playing around with some things, uh, things like uh, the robot umpire, um, you know, and making mound adjustments, things like that. I don't think anything's really stuck yet. But again, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, in our conversation earlier with with uh, with Eric. You know, we're trying to make the game more entertaining, more more fun to watch, and nobody really wants to see a, a one nothing pitchers duel. And obviously, the prevalence this year with with no hitters shows that pitchers continue to remain extremely dominant in this day and age. But I I just I don't know yet. Like I said, it's a very nuanced conversation to understand. You know, how we're going to change the pitchers, but you know, how we're going to induce more entertainment into the game because. You know, pitchers for the last decade or so have been taking advantage of the latest and greatest in technology. Obviously, they've been taking advantage of um, of the metrics that are available to them and how to attack and approach hitters. And, and hitters really haven't gotten off the schneid yet. You know, they've they've been kind of languishing because they figured that they, you know at the end of the day we'll still be able to hit fastballs and breaking balls and, and mistakes and things like that. But I think we're starting to find out that hitters are really struggling to keep up with at the pace that pitchers are accelerating. Okay, so let's put a bow on this and try and bring this full circle from the top of the conversation. Generally speaking, the casual fan wants to see runs. Hardcore baseball fans really love to see pitching duels. They like to see runs, too. But to the casual fan, they want to get in front of the TV. They want to get at the ballpark. Chicks do dig the long ball. And you know what? Guys dig the long ball, too. What can be done if they want to do something to make this game more appealing to the average fan? Uh, I think first off, they need to allow the players to be themselves. We need to stop having arguments over swinging at 3-0 fastballs when you're up by 11 runs. We need to stop arguing about, you know, bat flips and, and pitchers strutting off the mound and fist pumping. You know, it, one of the most entertaining uh, uh, the tournaments of baseball they ever watched was was the World Baseball Classic uh not this last one, but the one before that, where you had Javi Baez, you know, tagging runners out and running off the bag as he was doing it and celebrating. You got to see real emotion out of players. And fans, I think, really buy into it when they get to see their players have that kind of emotion on the field. And at the end of the day, we need to start pushing these old curmudgeons out of the game and allow these players to express themselves in a way 
that makes fans want to watch them. And right now you've got the old guard and, and, and the new school of baseball that are in this constant battle, and it's not doing the game any favors right now. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Before we let you go, tell us about uh, how you are helping softball players and baseball players. Sure, yeah. Fast Performance is our, our company. We've managed to, to weather the COVID storm, and um, our facility is a uh, nonstop or a uh, one-stop uh, training shop if you've got pitching needs, hitting needs, uh, softball, baseball. We've got strength and conditioning. We've got in-house uh, physical therapy, athletic training. So, you know, anybody who's out there looking to improve their game before the summer, uh, if you're a college athlete, you want to improve uh, yourself for next season, increase velocity or uh, work on your swing, uh, we can handle all of that. You can find more information at fastcolorado.com or follow us on social media at Fast Baseball on Instagram. And uh, lately my Twitter's been... Uh, a little bit more active than normal just with all the, the stuff going on. You can find me at, at Fast Baseball Dev on there. All right. Thanks so much, Jason. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Coming up after the break, a few people, a few former players have spoken out about Tim Tebow going to the Jags and becoming a tight end. They haven't been fans of it. Well, got a little closer to home today. One of Tebow's former teammates with the Jets thinks it's an absolutely awful idea. Awful. Who said this? That's next.